0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Let's see if this goes better. I didn't trip coming up here. I couldn't find the page, and it all started when I robed and walked out of my office and realized you don't have your microphone on, and that's a difficult thing to... So, it's like beginning anew right now. Our sermon text is Luke 17, the worship of the lepers. It is the season to be thankful, and there is indeed much to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. This is because God has truly blessed us. He has given us clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, all that we have. He richly and daily provides us with all that we need to support this body and life. All this He does out of fatherly, divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in us. For this, for all this, is our duty to thank and praise, serve and obey Him. This is what the ten lepers are doing as they leave Him to go show themselves to the priests. They are doing what Jesus had told them to do. And on the way, they found that they had been healed. They had been made clean. It is a life-changing gift. Not only are the uncomfortable and disfiguring lesions of leprosy gone from their skin, but they can now go before the priest and be declared ceremonially, ceremonially clean and once more be able to enter the temple with God's people in worship. It is there they could serve God, giving praise and thanks. Without the cleansing our Lord gives them, the lepers could not enjoy the freedom to worship that we now enjoy. Nine of the lepers, realizing they have been healed, continue toward Jerusalem. But one, a Samaritan, turns and goes back to Jesus. Samaritans were misfit Jews, They had Jewish bloodlines, but they had intermarried extensively during the exile and the captivities. Also, they only had part of the Hebrew scripture and did not worship in Jerusalem. They could not. Jews and Samaritans rarely even spoke to one another. Remember the account of the good Samaritan who stepped up and assisted a Jew who had been beaten and robbed when other Jews, even a priest, refused to do so. And remember the Samaritan woman that Jesus met at the well. The question the woman at the well had for Jesus is the same one the Samaritan in this account had to figure out. Where is the Father to be worshipped? Where do they go to worship God? Jesus' answer to the woman at the well was, "'Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem will you worship the Father.'" The hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. The hour would be the hour of Jesus' passion and death, the hour at which he would shed his blood as the great high priest on the cross for the once and for all forgiveness of sins, the hour he made atonement for the sins of the whole world. This hour is quite imminent as he sends the ten lepers To Jerusalem to show themselves to the priest. He also was headed to the same place and would show himself to the priest. The lepers would be met, probably with some indifference, by the priests. They would be sprinkled with the blood of birds, shaved, bathed, and once cleansed be brought back into fellowship of the temple. Jesus, on the other hand, would be rejected. He would be stripped, but for a beating. Not a ritual bathing. His blood would be shed, not that of a bird. The lepers would bring sacrifices to the temple after seven days. But Jesus would become the sacrifice for all sins of all the people. He'd be put to death, buried, and on the third day be raised from the dead. Perhaps you can see a little bit in this text about correct worship. It is not about whether the nine were less thankful than the one Samaritan or who did what Jesus had told them to do. The nine were slaves worshiping the law. They sought God's gifts and observances in the law. They sought God's presence in the temple. The one Samaritan was moved to return to Jesus and worship at his feet. He was worshiping in spirit and truth, not at the not at the temple mount in Jerusalem around mount gerizim where the other or the other mountain where the samaritans did worship he was worshiping where jesus was present his worship pointed to what jesus would accomplish when his journey ended in jerusalem his act of worship acknowledged that jesus is lord this worship in spirit and truth true worship that grabs hold of the cross of christ with faith that Jesus died for me. It was because of this faith Jesus tells the Samaritan, rise and go your way. But his faith has done more than heal him. It can be translated, your faith has saved you. He received far more than the healing of his body. His soul was healed from the ravages of sin, and he was given eternal life. We have this same faith and it is reflected in our worship that closely resembles the worship of the Samaritan. All of the lepers came to Jesus in the same way we do. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. These are the words of the curiae in our liturgy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. We, broken and sick sinners, cry out to our Lord to have mercy on us. Christians have made this simple cry and prayer for centuries when they come together and ask our Lord to hear and help them in times of trouble, and trouble is all around us in the form of temptation and sin. After the curiae, the worship of the nine lepers and the worship of the Samaritans, like our worship, diverge. The nine lepers run out of the worship early and head off to the priest to be declared clean. While the Samaritan turns back to Jesus, and Jesus asks, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Only one had returned to the great high priest to be declared righteous, forgiven, holy in the sight of God. Jesus offered them all the benefits of his coming, suffering, and death, eternal salvation. At Thanksgiving, we are mindful of all manner of gifts God has given us. It may be memories of last summer's vacation or a loved one that is not with us this year. It may be the beauty of the changing seasons or the fruits that you grew and put in the freezer. It may be the healing of an illness or simply continued good health. But what about the gifts offered to us right here in this place? This is the place where we, like the Samaritan, can be where Jesus is. He has promised to be with us in word and sacrament and the things he gives for the forgiveness of our sins. How many times do we run off in another direction versus being where Jesus is to hear his word and receive his gifts in the divine service? We call it a divine service not because we serve God in it, but because Jesus is here serving us as he hears our cry for mercy. He serves us in word and sacrament to bring salvation to us. How many of us ignore or even despise these gifts by failing to show up at all, or being unfaithful in our attendance at the preaching of the word and the reception of the Lord's supper? How many of us fail to realize and acknowledge that Jesus is present with us in his word and supper? As children of our heavenly Father, it is only right that we should return back like that leper and give thanks and praise to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for every good gift we receive in this life and more importantly for the gift of eternal life. We do this in the Gloria of Excelsis, the hymn of great praise sung by the angels at Jesus' birth. Glory be to God on high and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. This is what we receive at the coming of Jesus. Addressing the Father, we say, We worship Thee, we glorify Thee, and we give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory, the glory He showed in sending His only Son, the Lamb of God, into the world to take away all the sins in this world, our sins. Next, the Samaritan fell at Jesus' feet, giving thanks, acknowledging in faith that Jesus is Lord and God, that He had received healing and forgiveness due to God's mercy. We confess with the creeds, especially the Nicene, where we speak the the words, Very God of very God, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. As the Samaritan prostrated himself before Jesus, acknowledging he was Lord, some worshipers will bow deeply or simply bow their heads when we confess Jesus is present with us as in the Sanctus. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord and at the words of Christ. This is my body and this is my blood. It is God with us, Emmanuel, given the name Jesus at his birth, meaning he will save his people from their sins. Jesus finally dismisses the Samaritan by pointing him to his faith, which itself is a gift of God. Rise and go your way, your faith has made you well. Dr. Just, professor at Concordia in Fort Wayne, likes the translation, Arise, journey, your faith has saved you. This is the benediction we receive at the end of the service, where God gives his blessing to us as we depart and journey as his forgiven, blessed, and saved people. People of God that have received his gifts. This is the true faith in which we give thanks to God this day and every day. We give thanks for all the earthly blessings He bestows upon us and for the hope of a blessed death where we enter into His eternal kingdom to be with Him forever. Until that day, we worship in truth and in spirit, giving thanks to our Lord, firm in the faith that He is with us as He has promised to be, bidding us, Arise, Journey. Your faith has saved you. Give thanks. In the name of Jesus, amen.